The following is recorded from Marine Creek Church. If you have any questions, feel free to visit our website at www.marinecreekchurch.com. And I got to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you this story about Maya. We, uh, when we closed on the building that, that weekend, we all went and we stood inside. There was no walls, nothing inside. And if you were there, you remember. If you look at the Creek's Facebook page, that's the, that's the banner picture. And we all stood in a circle and held hands around the entire inside perimeter of the facility. And we had people in different locations just shouting out prayers and, that, and praying for that particular area. And then when we were done, where the kids' area is... All the kids gathered there. Pastor Tammy had all the kids over by her, and, and they were praying, and she was praying for the area. And then all of a sudden, the kids broke out in spontaneous worship, and that was the song that they were singing. And so we said, week one in the new facility, the kids are going to come in and teach us how to worship to that song. And uh, they had been working for months on that song. They've been working for four to six weeks on that song. <laughs> so, you know that joke. Uh, and... Uh, when the news came Friday that we were not going to be in there this weekend, um, Maya is going to be out of town next weekend, and she has worked so hard to, to lead the kids' choir in that song, and so uh, we wanted her to lead us today. So that way, you guys have had some practice. Hopefully, it's not four to six weeks from now, but <laughs> you guys have had some practice, so you can keep up with the kids next week. So when you see Maya today, tell her how awesome she did. She is She's just a great, I mean, I know you're beaming dad today. So today's kind of filled with emotion. It feels like uh, Friday we were, we were down to the wire, uh, if you will. And, uh, and that, that holds more meaning than, than just uh, down to a timeline. But um, we uh, got the news that we were not going to get the CO Friday. And uh, I was really disappointed. Um, I spent a lot of time disappointed. But, um, and I would say this, no one is more disappointed than me because we've worked for a long time on doing that. But here's just uh, the reality of the issue. Construction is an unpredictable uh, area, so we are going to miss a week, and so we're going to we're going to trust God because God knows all things, sees all things, and is in control of all things, and He is perfect. His timing is perfect, and uh, so we uh, uh, He's still in control. I mean, Friday He didn't move from His throne. I know a lot of us were shaken, and like you know, if I could have, I would have said, God, can you please get off your throne and come down here? Um, uh, we, we need you. Um, but he's on his throne, and, and that's what I love about, about God, and I love about our Savior is nothing moves him, nothing shakes him, not even death, um, not even our messed up state of sin. And so um, I, I uh, had a friend come in to console me this week, um, uh, and I'm going to introduce him to you. A lot of you do not know him, and uh, it's been a while since he spoke at the creek, and uh, um, he's on our board of directors. Um, he's my pastor. He is uh, someone who's been a spiritual mentor and a ministry mentor for me for uh, over 12 years, and he is he is one of the one of the men on a on a handful of men that that have impacted great change in my life. Um, from a conversation standing in the lobby of a church, going, "I think you need to pray about this," and uh, that prayer led to um, involving in ministry, led to leaving a job and and going into ministry, and and then when. I hit the wall again. He said, I think you need to pray about this. And, and he always tells me what I need to pray about. And it's kind of scary because it's almost like he got insight. In it. And uh, in 2000, summer of 2009, he said, I think you need to pray about this. And um, five years 
later we're standing here in, in the creek and his fingerprints is all over the, are all over the creek. And Dustin moved from Texas in 2007 um, to launch Mosaic. And Mosaic is, is a church that has been a partner to us, a sister church to us, and, and an oversight church for us for, since we launched. And uh, Mosaic's fingerprints are all over it. And they have given to the creek. Uh, they have prayed for the creek. And uh, they partner with us, and, and they have a mission just like we do. Their mission is to reach 180,000 people on the Gulf Coast of Mississippi. And they're doing an incredible job. If there's one person that can tell you it's not about the facility, it's Dustin. And, and they meet in a skating rink, and they have for over five years. And uh, so I want him to come up and just give us some, give us some words and give us some encouragement. Um, give him some love. And come on up here, brother. I, I'll be very brief. I love, I love the creek for several reasons because I know many of you guys that we were in church together for years before my wife and I left um, for Mississippi. Um, I love this church because Matt and Heather are one of those couples I respect as much as any couple that I know, and they're just solid. Um, there's a personal reason you may not know, and I'll be very brief about it. Um, the last time I spoke in this room, there was a young, it was the only time I've ever spoken here, and there was a young lady, I think it was the only time she'd ever visited here, and she heard me speak, and she got pregnant later, and remembered me and my wife, and called Matt, and we ended up adopting the child that she gave birth to several months later, and he's over three years old. So last time I was here, I got a son out of it, so don't, don't y'all be messing around. <laughs> all right? <laughs> yeah. Y'all... Watch TV a lot, okay? That's all you need to be doing right now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm so, so I'm not glad you're still in this building, but this room has a lot to do with the way my life is right now, and I'm so grateful for it. Um, I love this church most of all because um, I drove past a new facility earlier. I almost ran off the road because I don't know where I'm going anymore around here. And I just thought about how many hundreds of people or thousands of people are going to hear about Jesus clearly. And I love the creek. It's not about tricking it up. It's about how do we make Jesus clear? You've probably heard that a million times here. So who's out there right now driving around that doesn't know Jesus, that thinks they hate him, that thinks they know they don't like church and don't like him, and they're going to hear about him and come to know him? That's what I love about y'all. It's, it's, it's 10 times more about Jesus than it is about anything else. And so I'm grateful. And uh, thank you guys for partnering with us. It was funny. We would try to give to the creek to support y'all, and Matt and Heather would try to give back to our church to help us. And I was like, dude, let's just stop sending each other checks after a while, but he just tried to outgive us even in y'all's early years to bless our church. So we're grateful. We're growing right alongside of you guys. Just know there's a couple thousand people on the Mississippi Gulf Coast that love y'all and know about you and pray for you often. We're about to go through a big time building project. So whew, I already look rough, dude. I don't know how you look better now. How does he look better? I, I, I'm, I'm going to get even more tore up. So y'all pray for us. We love you guys. And just think, when you think of Mosaic Church, just pray for us that God will continue to use us. And I'd love it if we all just grew parallel right alongside each other for the next 40 or 50 years and just see what God does. So Matt, thank you, buddy. Thanks for letting me come up and talk. Appreciate it. I love you, my friend. Love you, man. Dustin's right. You know, he has an emotional attachment to this room. I do too. Um, and, uh, like we talked about last week, this place becomes a memorial um, that every time we drive by, God did something there. And uh, I pray that every time you do drive by, I mean, this place now, I mean, I think of Maya. Maya, every time y'all drive by, uh, she, just, she just took you to church, by the way. Um, and uh, I love that. And uh, so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for Dustin. I'm grateful for our board and elders. And, and above everything else, we talk a lot of details. Um, the church is a business, and we talk a lot of business, but it's all about the gospel. It's all about Jesus, and it's all about what we can do 
to make him more clear. I mean, I, I, I have told you that a million times. Our goals are to love you and make him clear. And if we do that, a lot of the church junk that, that we can find ourselves in, we kind of avoid. So um, uh, then also, we, you know, another great thing this week, you know, we, we're not in the building, but we have, uh, we have the team that we prayed for last week that went to Nicaragua. They got back yesterday, and they look a little too rested for being on a mission trip, I must say. But then I'll give them grace because they woke up at 4 a.m. yesterday to catch their flights home. But um, Nathan, Joseph, and Ryan, are you, would you guys stand up? Let us welcome you guys home. So welcome home. Um, I've, uh, I, I, uh, we posted a few pictures to Facebook, and I know you guys were praying for them. I prayed for you guys a lot this week, and uh, I'm excited because there's a lot of missions work that we've got to do in Nicaragua. Um, there's a lot of opportunity for the gospel to be made clear and Jesus to be made clear. So um, we're going to be meeting this week about what that next level of engagement is. And so if missions is on your heart, um, whether that's to go to Nicaragua or to give, uh, then, then this is a place to take care of that. So, um, Friday when, um, when I, uh, uh, got the kind of final call that we weren't going to, to be in there, uh, today, um, I kind of went through this range of emotions and disappointment was at the, at the forefront of them. And then I started realizing, I was like, okay, God, we have spent several months planning the message and the whole service for first weekend. And then over the last week, the way we work, we have, we have a team and we talk about what we, where we're teaching and where we're going. And then the week of, I write that, that teaching. And so um, the last several months, we've been, we've been teaching about specific things God's laid on our hearts. And, and I believe God laid a message on my heart about the first day in that facility. And I can't wait to preach that. Um, <laughs> um, I thought I was going to be preaching it right now. Um, and then I realized amidst all the disappointment, I was like, God, I don't have a message ready. Um, so I've stalled for about 12 minutes. And if, you, if, you'll, if you'll bear with me. Um, but uh, five, six, seven. I got in the truck leaving the facility. And, and I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I got nothing to hide, you know. And I'm, I'm not always the most spiritual. But I got in the truck and I said, God... I don't know what to speak about this weekend. Um, I'd planned everything and felt like I got nothing to say. And, and to be honest with you, I know you get mad. I was mad. And I said, I don't even think I'm in the emotional or spiritual state to go sit at my desk and write a message. So I took a little drive. And, and God just started ministering to me. And he, he started out a little firm with me because I was pouting. Um, and then he so gently brought me in. And he said, what is this all about? And you start answering questions. Well, it's, it's about not being able to get in this facility, God. I believe that you showed us this. You led us with peace, all, everything. And it, what is this all about? And he starts gently saying, and I, I finally say, it's all about you. It's all about the cross. It's all about the gospel. And he brings me back to those central things that even through the emotions, he said, I'm still on my throne. It's still about the cross. It's still about the kingdom. It's still about the gospel. It's still about Jesus. And I can tell you, from now through eternity, that will never change. God says, I don't change, and that's not going to change. And so I just started going back to the cross. And as I prayed, and, you know, I I don't know if you you hear the Holy Spirit speak to you sometimes. I've never heard him audibly, but just in my spirit, I heard the word wait. And I'm like, yeah, we've been doing that, God. (laughs) 
Um, and he said, no, wait. And we've been doing that, God. And he had to spell it out for me. W-E-I-G-H-T. And he took me to the gospel story, and Adam read the resurrection. And that's why we gather today. That's what it's all about. Go to Luke 23 real quick. Um, if you don't have a Bible, we have some on the ends of the rows for you. And if you don't own one, write your name in that. And uh, that's our gift to you. Uh, while you're going there, let me make a couple announcements. Um, write your names in your Bibles. We've got a really nice Bible at the welcome table that we've had for a little while. Um, and it doesn't have a name in it. Um, so I know it's Jesus' Bible because his name's all over it. But if, it, if, if, it's, if it's your Bible and you've been using ours, that's great. But you might want to take that one home. Otherwise, you ain't been reading your Bible in a long time. <laughs> no, I got you version. Oh, okay. Um, which you can find us on you version anyway. But a couple announcements. We've got the women's dinner coming up uh, December uh, 6th. And the cost is $20. Um, that $20 covers food. Um, there's all the stuff that happens. Child care is provided. And, and let me say this. If $20 is a deal, if that's a deal breaker for you, then you just, you, you fill out your registration and say, you just put, put a, uh, let's, let's create a safe word, okay, for the, the, I can't pay for it. It's just, the safe word is, um, I need community or just write community. And I'll tell you what's going to happen. The community is going to take care of the cost of that dinner. And you're going to come and you're going to have a relationship. And you're going to build in the relationship. You're going to be poured into. You're going to pour into others. And so come to that dinner. It's an incredible time. December 6th. December 14th. I'm trying to remember dates. I'm doing this all from memory, folks. Um, December 14th is our first baptism in the new facility. We have a new baptism tank. It is heated, um, which is awesome. Um, and uh, no one can do a cannonball in it. Uh, those that picked it out. I helped pick it out. But there was a strict no cannonball rule. Um, when picking out the new baptismal. So uh, that's happening. And then the Northbrook, we do have the kids packets available to pick up, sign out today. Um, we just don't have the big bags. Last year, if you remember, we gave you the big bags that you take and you could put the gifts in there and bring them back. We don't have those yet. Um, there actually are some stores that haven't put out all their Christmas stuff yet. Um, thank you. We'll find, get a list of those and we'll visit those stores a lot between now and Thanksgiving. Um, so we'll have more bags next week. But there are kids at the welcome table. Sign those out. Um, bless those kids for Christmas. And uh, uh, it's an incredible thing. So uh, Luke 23. When, I, when I, God was dealing with me in the, in the truck and, and, and taking me through all this. And then going back through the, the crucifixion and the resurrection story. Um, he took me to Luke 23. And uh, there's just one verse that I want to... Um, I want to point out because this is what this is what stood out when Jesus was saying, "Wait." The Holy Spirit was saying, "Wait." Verse twenty-six. As they led him away, they seized Simon from Cyrene, who was on his way in from the country, and put the cross on him and made him carry it behind Jesus. The ESV says they laid it on him. They laid the cross on Simon. And I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm reading this story just so God can minister to me. And I'm like, because this is what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen. It's all about the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. Nothing gets more important than this. Nothing takes precedence over this message. This is the greatest message the world will ever hear. This is the message that is the power of God unto salvation. This is the message that brings death to life. This is the message that lame can walk, that deaf can hear, that blind can see, that mute can speak, that the captives are set free. This is that message. And I, I just wanted to sit in my office and let this message wash over me. And I just kept coming back into verse 26. As they led him away, they laid the cross on Simon. 
And the interesting thing about it is, is this is what God was sharing with me. Um, Simon carried the cross because of Jesus. Simon was coming in from the country to celebrate uh, the feast and the festivals and, and, and come in for Passover. And here's Jesus being marched up down the street and marched up this hill called Golgotha. And he can't stand under the weight of that cross. Jesus, so you know, Jesus had taken a beating that most men won't survive. So if you think Jesus is, is, is in any way not strong, he took a beating that, that I, I would say none of us would survive. And most men would not make it through the beating he encountered. His strength was gone. You could see bone from his back. And he, as he was carrying the weight of that cross, the soldiers wanted to crucify him instead of him die trying to carry the cross up the hill. So they grabbed Simon from the crowd and they said, you're going to carry his cross. And Simon has to leave his kids behind and he has to get under the weight of this cross while Jesus is struggling to make it up the hill under his own weight. Simon's carrying the weight of this cross. The only reason Simon did this was because of Jesus. And you start thinking about timing in all of this. You know, people say, is it a coincidence? Uh, There's no coincidence with God. Everything is a divine appointment. Everything in this in Scripture is inspired so that we can see more of who Jesus is and so we can follow him more clearly. And so Simon has, it, it's, he's in the perfect time. It, it's the perfect place at the perfect time. Because Jesus is going to show us something through this. And the only reason Simon carried the cross was because of Jesus. You see, Simon carried it because of Jesus But Simon could only carry it because of Jesus. That even though physically, the God of the universe, God in flesh, physically is struggling to walk up the hill. It's only by his power that Simon could bear the weight of that cross. And it's only through the power of Jesus that he could bear the weight of the sin of the world when he was on the cross. I mean, we get, we get caught up in this, you know, the only reason I'm suffering this way is because of Jesus. Can I tell you the only reason that you can make it through that suffering is because of Jesus? That he, he's not just doing this just to hurt you. He's not doing this to break you. He is doing this so that his power can be made perfect in you. Remember when Paul prayed, he had the thorn in his flesh and he said, I asked him three times to remove this thorn from my flesh. And what Jesus responded was, Paul, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. So when we find ourselves being crushed under the weight, it's only the power of Jesus that can take that on. And Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And we start thinking, well, well, you couldn't carry the cross up the hill. How is your yoke easy and your burden light? Because we see the physical side And can I tell you that as Jesus is going up that hill, he's walking up and he sees the joy set before him. That he endured the cross and he scorned its shame so that we could be free, that we could be whole, that we could be well, that we could be alive, that we could have a reconciled relationship with the creator of all things and the sustainer of life. And for that joy, he could walk up that hill in the condition he was. And for that joy, 
He could lay himself. He wasn't placed on the cross. He laid his life down. No one takes it from him, he said. He laid himself on the cross and he endured the torture of the cross. He endured the hours on the cross. He endured the wrath of God on the cross. He endured being taken down from that cross after he had given up his spirit and his body laid in a tomb and he descended into hell and he there defeated death, hell, Satan, took the keys from him. And it was for the joy that he did that. And the joy also called him out of the tomb and the joy called him to the right hand of the Father. That's the power of the cross. That's the weight of the cross. And I... I, I've got to tell you that, that we have a cross that we have to carry. And we can only carry it because of Jesus. Jesus said that if anyone's going to follow me, he must deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Well, what does this mean? This is a call to die. I started thinking, what if Simon had refused the soldiers? Like, no, man, I, I, I can't. I, I, know, I know. What if he flat out said No. There probably would have been a sword quickly coming. But then I started thinking, what are some of the excuses Simon could make? My kids. I can't leave my kids. I've got family waiting. I've got responsibility. Whatever the... Because we do it. I'm good at excuses. And I'll find myself in situations. and, and, And I will sit there and go, how did I get into this? And most of the time I come back to, here's the number one reason I find myself in situations I don't want to be in. And Heather knows this because I'll tell her this. I'm like, this is because of my inability to say no. (laughs) I find myself in some crazy, crazy situations. And I'm like, I should have just said no. (laughs) I really should have. Because this is going to be a beating. This is not going to be pleasant at all. I'm going to have to smile this entire time. I'm going to have to mingle. Okay, with you guys, I love mingling. In the hallway and foyers and lobby, I love that. But to go into an environment where I know no one and I've got to make small talk and mingle, I turn into a wallflower, man. I'm like, I'm only here because I couldn't say no. And we find then when we get that down, when I'm like, you know what, I'm going to learn to say no. We don't just say no. I mean, it's like, hey, Matt, will you do this? No. And then you look at me like, and then? (laughs) Well, I just don't want to. And then? So we start making excuses. Well, I've got this thing, and uh, the thing has a thing, and the thing and the thing, and the thing is all connected, and the connection goes beyond what you're asking me to do. Sorry. You, know, you look at the, the wedding banquet when, when he said, go out and tell people to come into the wedding banquet and there's all the excuses. We're great at making excuses. What if Simon had made an excuse and said, I can't carry that cross? It's too heavy. It's messy. My kids don't, I don't want my kids to see me do that. No, he got under the weight of the cross. Can I tell you something that maybe it's time to stop making excuses And bear the cross. Because I can be honest with you. Your kids need to see you bear that cross. It's important for the next generation. To see us bear that cross. To take up that cross. To deny ourselves, And to walk in a way that we follow Jesus. And his blood covers our following. I can only imagine that maybe Simon was 
was either stepping in or trying to step around the amount of blood that would have been in the path as he tried to carry the cross. Your kids need to see you walk in the blood of Jesus. Our kids, it's not, the church, it's not the future of the church. That's not the church tomorrow. That's the church today. When our kids lead us, we need to allow our kids to lead us. Because I'll be honest with you, some of our kids can be more spiritual than we are. Their trust and their faith, it can put, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it can put mine to shame. Our families need to see us carry the cross. So when we're asked, when we're called by Jesus, and whether he uses a soldier, whatever method he uses to call you to carry the cross, step out of the crowd and let them lay the weight of the cross on you and bear it and bear it well. Because Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Because what happens is when we start to bear that cross, we will not be crushed under the weight of the cross. Jesus will not allow it. And we start thinking, it's heavy, it's heavy, it's heavy. And Jesus says, but I know, I know what you're capable of. And then he asks you and I, do you know what I'm capable of? I mean, it's easy for us to be on the, on the sidelines and seeing someone else carry the cross and say, That's, they're carrying that for the God of the universe, the creator and sustainer of all things, that he holds all things together by his hand. Everything is held by his word. He breathes life into dirt and it becomes man. He can see a valley of bones and give the command and the bones come together and those bodies are formed and an army is raised. This is the God who can part the waters. This is the God who can, who can call someone to walk on the water. Not just Jesus himself, but calls Peter to walk on the water. And we see that from the sidelines. But when he says, but I need you to step in. I need you. I want you to speak life into someone else. I want you to take a step on the water. I want you to go across what I am parting for you on dry land. I need you to walk in the faith that I'm giving you. Let's bear it. Let's bear it well. And I mean, this is, this is what Jesus was, was really dealing with me on Friday. And can I tell you, it wasn't but a matter of a few minutes that everything comes into perspective. That we'll be there soon enough. And, and where I'm being told, and I can just communicate what I'm being told, next Sunday we will have service in there. But it's not about having service in there. It's about between today and next Sunday us walking in a way that glorifies God, that honors Him, and we bear the cross that He has called us to bear, and we bear it well. And we come in there next Sunday. We come in there bearing the weight of the cross that's only held up by the power of God. And we gather, and we worship in spirit and truth. And we preach the gospel. We love one another. We have a cup of coffee, and then we leave bearing our cross until the next Sunday. Because you know what will happen? We're all excited. Just as I said, there's no one more disappointed than I am about not being in there today. I can also tell you there's no one more excited about being there than I am. But can I tell you this? Uh, We stood in this room, March 21st, 2010, and there was no one more excited than I was. At least not on this earth. 
But can I tell you that excitement wanes? That Friday, I was like, we have to be in the daycare again. We have to be in this amazing facility, God, that you've blessed us with for the last four and a half years. And that, you know, I know I've taken for granted and all this, but we have to be back in there again. Can I tell you that when we put our faith and our excitement and our hope in the sticks and stones and things of, of this earth, that excitement's going to wane. And we put our hope and our trust and our faith in Jesus. He never lets us down. That the joy of following him is new. He renews our joy every morning. He renews our love. And he gives us the ability to have that freshness and that excitement. So we'll be in there next weekend. And everybody's going to be excited. I'm excited. I mean, it's going to be a cry fest. I'm just going to tell you. We were doing sound checks yesterday, and I was watching the worship team get all sound checked and everything. And, and I mean, it, wasn't, it, it was not a rehearsal. It was a worship service yesterday. So we probably could get in trouble because they said, you don't have occupancy to have church in here. We had church in there yesterday. I'm just saying, you know, but here's what I love. The leaders have to go first. The leaders were in that place, and they were worshiping in spirit and in truth. And that will never get old. No matter what the walls look like or seats look like and anything like that, worshiping in spirit and truth never gets old. I'm going to pray for us. And my hope, is, my hope is, yes, this is the last time I pray for the 9 o'clock service at the daycare. But my hope is, my greater hope is that when we leave this 9 o'clock service from the daycare, we bear the weight of the cross. Father, we love you. We thank you so much for the cross. That it stands as a reminder for all time that you who knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteousness in you. That you laid your life down freely and willingly so that in our sin and in our shame and in our brokenness we could be redeemed. And Father, I'll tell you, there's, there are times that I, I really don't like the weight of the cross that you place on me. I, I can speak for so many in this room that are dealing with situations that they don't like the weight of the cross that you've placed on them. But I ask for your power to be made perfect in our weakness. We know that you are faithful and that you are trustworthy and you will never crush us. And so I ask that you give us the ability to carry that cross well. Lord, if there's anyone in here that's standing on the sidelines and the call is coming out, Maybe it's my voice that's saying, carry your cross. Carry this cross. I know it's you, Holy Spirit, who speaks into the heart of man. And if there's anyone in here that you're calling to get off of the sidelines and to step out of the crowd and carry the cross for Jesus, I pray you give them the courage to do that right now. I pray that you give them an instant shot of that courage. And just where they're at, to say, Jesus, I... I trust you and I trust that the cross that you're asking me to carry is one you know that I need and the one that you will help me carry. Jesus, I, I ask you to take the weight of my sin on your cross so that I can take the weight of your glory on mine. And let me walk forward showing the world around me that I'm yours. 
Lord, so many of us right now may feel crushed. I pray that you give them the courage to, to pray with us in the prayer room so that we can help bear that with them and walk it together. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Marine Creek Church is located in Fort Worth, Texas. If you have any questions, feel free to visit our website at www.marinecreekchurch.com. Thank you.